And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C. A dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty communications compound. And today, Monday, new week, pregnant with possibilities. This is the week you get the big promotion. No. This is the week you're marched to your car with a cardboard box. Who knows? That's why it's so exciting. Today, we're under the tutelage of our general manager. The part of the quarter of the federal government that was closed is now open. We're, we're, it's open. We're saved. Three, for three weeks. Three major developments in the race for 2020 that happened that we'll discuss today, I think. Which, uh... Maybe it's starting to come into focus? Or getting more out of focus? <sighs> wow. Three minor developments, you say? Major developments. Kamala Harris drawing bigger crowds than Obama drew. She's as hot as Obama was in 2007. Oh, my. Obama! Howard Schultz in 60 Minutes last night going to run as an independent. Who knows how that affects things? He may be kind of thinking about might run as in if I do, it'll be as a... But as close as previous elections have been, you take 3-4%, that's a game changer. Oh, and he'll take more than that. Um, you would think his message is pretty good. And then the other giant one, I don't remember. Um, That's the amount of impact it made on me. Uh, the death of Mike Pence, of course. It's, the death uh, of Mike Pence. I'm Did just he messing pass? with people on a Monday morning. No, he's alive and well, folks. Live and well. Mm. Uh, major develop, major development. Oh, yeah, oh, I got, that, that I thought was a major development. Um, I think that that, that uh, we, we this is the first time this has happened. We have an idea of how this is going to work. Joe Biden, with his big, I've got a secret to share with you, I like Republican speech. He is carving out a special piece of ground that most Democrats are not carving out. Mm. And so a he's somewhat Schultzian piece of ground, too. Separating himself from that whole everything, you know, Republicans does, you, don't, you would never even want to eat dinner with these people. Right. Which I think is an interesting development. Right. Uh, well, I want to talk more about that because I think that that could be a very good strategy. Yeah, I think all three of those things are, are really interesting. The zeitgeist, the current zeitgeist, the snapshot of where we are says hyperpartisan wins. But looking 15 months into the future? Who knows? Who knows? Oh my gosh. 15 months in the future. I'll be so much older. We'll be uh, riding in hovercraft. I expect to be controlling ten- things with our minds. I expect to be ten pounds heavier. Oh boy! Uh, let's introduce everybody in the squad. Finally, start, realistic. Start over there with our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? Uh, good. I was reading an article about Chris Christie's uh, latest book. It was on the vice on being selected possibly as the vice president. It was very interesting, actually. It talks about how he was going back and forth with Trump, and Trump was saying, "Hey, you're the guy. You're the guy." But then I guess Trump's family. Got a hold of Donald and said, no, 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 we want Mike Pence. And Donald said, I'm sorry, it's Mike Pence. Well, as Trump's family, do we mostly mean Jared Kushner? Yeah. Because, yeah. Uh, yeah. because uh, his Jared Kushner's dad went to prison thanks to Chris Christie? Well, Jared Kushner's dad went to prison thanks to his own crimes. <laughs> right. Somebody else would have prosecuted him if it had been them. Well, it should have been between us and the rabbi, says Jared. But i got to admit, it looks like a really good book. I'm thinking of picking that up. Mm, well, we're interviewing him here in a couple of weeks. That's why we're putting a moratorium on the Chris Christie fat jokes. Yeah, let's not uh, mess it up. Huh? Yep. Yeah, yeah. There is Positive Sean, who in smiled. In fact, I say we uh, call them uh, Chris Christie weight loss jokes. Okay. 
weight control jokes. There you go. I think we banned the F word. There's positive. Uh, Sean, how are you, Sean? I'm doing quite well. Doing much better than the 11 people that have been uh, affected with salmonella in the past few months. Of these 11 people, all but one has had contact with a hedgehog. So I warn you, hedgehog owners out there, be careful with your hedgehog, lest you too get some salmonella. What they're doing with these hedgehog hedgehogs, <laughs> I don't know. Yes, are they sharing the hedgehog on their uh, dinner table or in their marital bed? How are they ending up with that? Wow. A I would, I couple would of possibilities. I would suggest pumping the brakes on both of those activities. <laughs> I'm not sure I would know a hedgehog if it walked up to me and bit me on the ankle. Not sure I know what they look like. Kind of little tiny cute things. I didn't know Salmonella was tied to that. There's Marsha Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marsha? Well, I I hate to say this, but I had to pause my training regimen over the weekend. Felt a twinge, so (laughs) Uh I'm going to have to have my medical team check it out before resuming my quest to do nine push-ups in a row by May 9th. The twinge was in the formerly herniated area. Uh Oh, no, uh, no. So we will have to proceed with caution. How many push-ups in a row can you currently do, do you know? Uh, Two and a half. Two and a half? About two and a half. Equaling your record. And And that hurt you to the point that you need to... Take a break. Well, see I, a doctor. I was. I think it was like the eleven baby push-ups that I do before I attempt the uh, you know adult push-ups. Grown-up push-ups. But anyway, yeah, there was just a little bit of a twinge, so I'm going to have it checked. It reminds me, I got my my son is either really bad at push-ups or really good at cheating on push-ups. I can't tell which, is uh-huh. or he's just pretending he doesn't know how to do push-ups so he can cheat all the time. But anyway. My new thing is he has to do three push-ups for each drawer he's left open of his dresser. Oh, boy. <laughs> no other wow. method for trying to get him to close his dresser drawers is working. Wow. So now I'm going to have him do three push-ups like a Marine Corps. <laughs> going to have a strong son. Yeah, no kidding. He just, I want to say these shoes shine like diamonds. <laughs> wow. But he's got his butt way up in the air right. or, you know, variety of... We've all seen them in gym class, cheating activities when it comes to doing push-ups. So, Marshall, maybe it's time to alter your your goals since you keep putting yourself uh, in the hospital. Maybe walk twice around the block fast or, I don't know, learn to play the banjo. Well, walking twice around the block fast, uh, that sounds uh, doable. All right, we'll, uh, we'll look at working that. May Stop May crippling 9th, yourself. Yeah. May 9th? Is that May, right? 9th. May, May 9th. May 9th, yes. I've got it on my Never calendar. Never happened. Yeah. Uh, hey. <laughs> I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. On this Monday, January 28th, the year 2019, we're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right, then let's begin the show officially according to FCC rules and regs. Here we go at Mark. But they will be respectful. <laughs> The company that creates the traditional Valentine's Day sweetheart candies has gone out of business and will not make them this year. But they had to know they weren't going to survive long in the Me Too era with candy that says, let's get busy, squeeze me, and then an all-caps demand for consent. Which that last chalk candy was... Say yes. That's right. More like, say yes! I never, I never knew what that meant as a child when I was passing out those little candies. Oh, well, so never... you're bellowing a demand for consent. It's, it's the only one that was in all caps. It was very strange. <laughs> yeah, the little little hearts with them, uh, they went out of business. That's just sad. Uh, what are other headlines, Marshall Phillips? Well, former Trump advisor Roger Stone in the fight of his life, complete with Chris Christie warnings. Hey, the government is back open, at least for now. And so many hats being tossed into one rather crowded ring. Coming up minutes from now. Roger Stone with a couple of really interesting interviews. Friday night, hours after he walked out of the courthouse, he was on with Tucker Carlson. Then he was on with Stephanopoulos yesterday. We'll play you some of those. He is one confident man. 
He's confident in his ability to wiggle out of situations. He is the most outgoing defendant in political crime history. Yeah. Alleged crime. How does mailbag look? Oh, it's fine. It's great. We have the shower thoughts to start the week on a philosophical note, among other things. Fantastic. Got to get all this stuff in. Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Fans of our on-demand show, we now have a brand new daily podcast. We're calling it Armstrong and Getty, One More Thing. Yeah, it's where we just talk about something else that didn't fit into the show. And sometimes we use naughty language. Yes! Not often, though, because it's naughty. Finally! Find it right now via the iHeart app. Just search for Armstrong and Getty, One More Thing. My chance to work blue. talks ever, they say, between us and the Taliban in Afghanistan, which might lead to us getting out of there. And a story in the Washington Post over the weekend from our friend Liz Sly saying there's only a handful of ISIS left, and they're surrounded. So that would lead to us getting out of there. I'm happy with both of those developments. More on that later. Indeed. Yeah, the Afghanistan thing definitely worth discussing. discussing. I cannot find anybody saying, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're going to build a strong, self-reliant Afghanistan government that's going to be a beacon of freedom in the region. Except the military guys are currently in charge of that effort because you can't be in a position where you're saying, oh, no, we'll never do this. This is crazy. Our mission's ridiculous. So, yeah, more to come. Mailbag. One of the three dozen candidates running for president on the D side has dropped out. Oh, no. A major <laughs> shakeup in the race. So stay, stay tuned for details. You won't recognize the name. Man. Well, well, they dropped out, probably. Uh, shout out to Aloha Al and his friend Sal. Uh, writing in on a number of topics. In reference to the report that the average person only laughs eight times per day, I thought you should know that I laugh at least eight times every hour I listen to your show. Well, thank you. That's good. That's good. I sob quietly in the corner. Then he mentioned Sal, who was dealing with a fairly serious health problem, uh, and, and he both got A&G shirts for Christmas from their wives. Now, those are some good women. But they're still waiting for their oven mitts. Mm, well, see, uh, the problem is our manufacturing plant in China... The, uh, the head of the plant ran afoul of uh, the Xi uh, regime and is now in prison. Ground shipping, it's slow. You have so, to be patient, yeah, especially be- from China. <laughs> Between China. the imprisonment and the ground shipping, we're, we're looking for another supplier. But uh, he, he suggests that we play uh, the song Rocky Raccoon by the Beatles every time we mention Nancy Pelosi because it includes the line, her name was McGill, but she called herself Lil, but everyone knew her as Nancy because of the president's hilarious Nancy Pelosi, or as I call her, Nancy line last week. Is Nancy uh, thanks, Pelosi the new king of the art of the deal? That's what all the media is saying, which I would like to quibble with. Well, unless she's identifying as man, Jack, she'd be the queen of the art of the deal, wouldn't she? I hate to quibble, yeah, even though I spend four hours that's, every day quibbling. That's not the point of my... <laughs> That's why it's quibbling. No, that's not your point. That's Joe's point. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. That one's heavy. Okay, so uh, your weekly shower thoughts is compiled by Rich in Salt Lake City. Uh, agreeing to terms and conditions went from, this is our stuff, don't copy and sell it, to, this is your stuff, we'll copy and sell it. That's good. That's good. That's concise, man. I like that. 
So I went to order a pizza online the other day from our uh, our nearest pizza place. And they really want you to. I never have the patience. Well, you know what? Uh, I can understand why they want you to, because then eventually they could get rid of people answering the phones, I guess, and all that sort of stuff. My wife always does it online. I don't like to do it online for some reason. I don't, I, don't, I just, I don't know. It's faster for me to call. But anyway, so I, I attempt to do it online, um, and there was a, a terms and agreements thing you had to click on to order online, oh, and boy. I thought, you know what? I'm going to take the time to look at this. Ooh, and, wow. Which I never do, and yeah. it took me, probably took me five minutes of scrolling and squinting and finding my reading glasses and everything, but at some place on there, it said they have the right to use all my information and do with it how they please, and I thought, no, I'm not going to let you... Send off my email address, my phone number, all these things you asked for so I got to order a pizza to some place, and now I'm going to get more robocalls and more emails because I want to order a pizza. That's freaking ridiculous. <laughs> 90 minutes later, your kid's, Dad, we're hungry. <laughs> but that's freaking ridiculous. Any, any assumption that I'm okay with that to order a pizza. Right. Oh, sure. You can, you can give my email address to anybody you want to because I'm ordering a pizza. The pizza joint now exists merely as an avenue to get your data. Unbelievable. Like so many things these days. You scroll down, it also says if you order a pepperoni pizza, we have the right to hide the pepperoni well, wherever we want. And it's a decent point. That's only the part of the... You that one, Michael. You enjoyed that one, <laughs> That's only the I part did. of the legalese that I could understand. There's right. probably a whole bunch of other stuff in there. that they, they, They're grabbing all kinds of stuff, uh, uh, contacts and everything else out of my phone. Sure, of course. So yeah. I, I almost d- didn't want to do buy, get a pizza there, do wow. business with you. I mean, that's ridiculous. It is. It Can is. you imagine walking up to pay for your pizza? Okay, I need your... Phone number, your address, your bank account number, your right. passwords, all your friends. List of twenty five year friends. I need all your friends' email addresses right. and their lo- and I need every place you've been ever sure. in your life. Right. For location information, and then I'll hand you your pizza. It's the new economy. Nobody would ever agree to that. I know. I know. I like the old world better. Cars and trucks, you know, <laughs> toys and. Flowers for the wife, just all things you could grasp in your hands. People would sell things. Sometimes if you did something, you could sell a service. Goods and services, that's what an economy is. Not stealing my data and selling it. Flat tops for the men, long dresses for the women. That's what I'm saying. I don't know about you guys, but you know, I'm craving a pizza now. Mailbag <laughs> is evidently canceled. Label this po- uh, portion of the podcast, Pizza Anger. Uh, let's see here, your weekly shower thoughts. Oh, that's right. That's how we started this. How about this one? You could throw a rock into a lake and be the last person to ever touch that rock until the end of time. Wow. Could be. Except with the global warming, the lake's going to go up in steam. That was heavy. Uh, Let's see. Having kids is like having little broke best friends that think you're rich. (laughs) (laughs) I had that discussion yesterday at a bike store. It continues on into their uh, teen and, and early 20 years in some cases. This one's heavy. It's better to be alone in your room than to feel lonely in a group. Boy, well, so yeah. true. Yeah. We introverts, uh, we feel that one. Now, if you spend enough time defending your child's bad behavior, you will eventually pay an attorney to do the same. Oof. Oof is right. That's a good one. Oh, boy. That is a good one. Oh, golly. And finally, this, speaking of parenting, birthdays are weird because your mom did all the work and you get all the praise. <laughs> <laughs> So true. 
Of course, you know, it's it's not an easy day for the kid. That's kind of funny. Yeah. Every birthday really should be a celebration for mom. This, well, yeah, but it look at the kid. Nine years ago that you went through the most difficult thing you've ever gone through physically. And- right, exactly. For my benefit. Well, mm-hmm. you know, partly yours. But on the other hand, the kid is fast asleep. He's chilling. He's in the womb. All of a sudden, he's getting squeezed so hard he thinks he's being crushed. Then he's jammed through something or other. He doesn't know what's going on. All of a sudden, ah, blinding light and people. He's never seen people before. And there's a group of them milling around and stuff. And they're wiping them and snipping stuff. And it's like, what is going on? Next thing you know, you're doing push-ups because your dresser drawer is open. Exactly. Your father's a militaristic monster. Let's see. Uh, Jen writes, catching up on the podcast over the weekend. You can get those at armstrongandgetty.com. If you ever miss a, a chunk of the show, feel free. Yeah. Uh, heard Joe give a wonderful, impassioned little talk about the wisdom of our founders and the protections of the Constitution. Thanks, Jen. Glad you found that uh, positive. I've agreed my entire life, but I'm getting discouraged with the schools, the media, the talking head pundits, even the courts. On one side, I'm beginning to wonder if our constitutional protections were hold, will hold. Worries about her children and grandchildren. Would love to hear your encouraging thoughts. Well, Jen, I have none. We're doomed. <laughs> it's uh, a long slide toward the oblivion of the American ideal. I suggest you enjoy the ride. Now, listen, listen, just keep fighting. Teach your kids to be strong and resourceful and smart. They'll adopt to the changing world and, and or adapt, rather, and, and who knows what the future will bring. I'll tell you what it's going to bring. Besides, you just got to keep fighting. What's the alternative? Marshall's News is next, and we got so much to get to today on the Armstrong and Getty Show. So much happened on Friday. At the end of the show or right when we got off the air. Yeah, yeah, which needs to stop. Ladies and gentlemen of Earth, stop doing interesting stuff just when we're going off the air for a week. Trying to make a living over here. Roger Stone indictment, the government opening back up, Nancy and Chuck's little uh, touchdown dance, all that sort of stuff. President's Rose Garden address, all that stuff we got to get into. Let's get the news now with Marshall Phillips. Well, President Trump's longtime advisor and friend Roger Stone said he expects to be acquitted and fully vindicated and will plead not guilty when he is arraigned in D.C. tomorrow to charges in the Russia investigation that include obstruction and lying to Congress. I'm prepared to fight for my life. I have to go to the public at stonedefensefund.com to ask for their support. Wow. I was just going to say, the classic advice from every defense attorney is just be quiet. Don't say anything. Right. Keep your head down. He's obviously not uh, of that philosophy. Although if you and are an attorney. And he's trying to raise money. Although if you are an attorney and you've dealt with a lot of these sorts of things, it'd be a little different. I, I haven't got the slightest idea what I can and can't say. He does know what he can Oh, yeah, say. absolutely. The average defendant's going to be a dope yeah. and, and, and get himself in trouble. But Roger Stone's out and proud. Yeah, his his interview with Tucker Carlson on a Friday night, I didn't know what to expect. I mean, it was just hours after he had walked mm-hmm. out on the uh, the steps there and given his little speech. It was just hours after he'd been marched out of his house barefoot at the point of a gun. Right. <laughs> and uh, there he was on TV looking uh, very dapper in his suit and, f- and sounding very confident. Chris Christie, meanwhile, the ex-New Jersey governor, Republican, former federal prosecutor, warning Stone with this. He's got a problem. 
because they've got all these emails and text messages that he created that tell a pretty clear story. And I think it's going to be very difficult for a jury to listen to that and conclude that it wasn't what he was trying to do. There you go. Chris Christie weighing in. Stone talks a lot about the way the arrest went down. We'll play that for you and, and get into that. Uh, there's the, the <clears throat> Man, the, the opinions on that are all over the place. I still don't know what the right answer is on, on the, uh, the number of people with guns and waking you up and all that sort right. of stuff, whether that needs to happen. But we'll, we'll play you uh, sm- smart people's ideas of that coming up. After weeks of back and forth, President Trump ended the partial government showdown on Friday. I am very proud to announce today that we have reached a deal to end the shutdown and reopen the federal government. But the government's only reopening for three weeks. I got a bipartisan committee of House and Senate members created to work out a budget deal, including negotiations on border spending. Trump is saying he's not really very hopeful about the chances Congress can make a deal on the border wall funding in the next few weeks that he can sign. He did an interview with the Wall Street Journal, and Trump put the odds at less than 50-50 of a deal before the government runs out of money in mid-February. It's fun to watch the frantic strategizing behind the scenes on both sides from your uh, Ann Coulter saying the president caved, he's a coward. I mean, but... Man, she tires me out. She really does. Um, to, you know, the Democrats, their maneuverings right now are very interesting because they are uh, sending out some pretty heavy, uh, well-known names to say, we value border security. We, uh, we're not opposed to uh, barriers where they make sense. Uh, barriers were racist and stupid like a week and a half ago. Moral. But anyway... It's clear they're afraid of being pinned with open borders, no border security, which does not poll well at all. So, you know, where this goes, we'll have to see. They are not dealing from the ironclad position of strength they'd like you to believe. We need to play some clips of Chuck and Nancy's touchdown dance on Friday, in which uh, Chuck was talking about never underestimate the Speaker of the House and people applauding and and, uh, the media talking about how Nancy Pelosi understands the art of the deal. Donald Trump has met his match in Nancy Pelosi. Here's the advantage. Here's the disadvantage to Donald and the advantage to Nancy, as opposed to the business world. In government, not doing anything can be a win. In the real world, it doesn't work that way. But in Nancy's world, or in government, stopping things from happening, happening, as long as you keep your gig, is a win. That's not the way it works in the real world. Never mind the how, American how, people. How do you negotiate against somebody who considers it a win as long as they get reelected? Mm-hmm. Nothing has to happen. Nothing has to improve. In fact, things can get worse as long as they get reelected. They can they get to consider it a win. How do you negotiate against that? I don't know. California Senator Kamala Harris is officially running for the 2020 Democratic presidential nomination. She's launched her campaign at a rally in her hometown of Oakland yesterday. Harris recalling how 30 years earlier in that hometown... As a young district attorney, I walked into the courtroom for the first time and said the five words that would guide my life's work. Kamala Harris for the people. Delivered that line differently. You gotta have a, a pause, a comma. Kamala Harris for the people. Willie Brown. She just you that, look- that, that, that. No, she's forget it. She's not gonna win. She's no good. She's no good. That was her applause line. Willie Brown, you look fine today. That's six words, so it's not that. Which way to, to the John? <laughs> no? I don't 
I don't know. I wasn't there. And former Starbucks CEO Howard Schultz on 60 Minutes last night saying he is indeed considering running for president as a centrist independent. His positions aren't very centrist, but he's he, he's he's not beholden to e- either party, which is his thing, which yeah. I understand that. Schultz disappointed with the president in both parties, he says. We're living at a most fragile time. Not only the fact that this president is not qualified to be the president, but the fact that both parties are consistently not doing what's necessary on behalf of the American people and are engaged every single day in revenge politics. That's true. Now go to Starbucks. Now go to Starbucks and get a latte. <laughs> Boring. He didn't call anybody an insulting nickname. He didn't have, wait, come on, where this is this is modern politics. You gotta spice it up, sir. Uh, Schultz Cable buddy. News likes revenge politics. <laughs> I want to see somebody from Earl Grey get involved, a tea magnate. <laughs> uh, the only thing he said that was not Elizabeth Warren-esque was that he thinks uh, universal government paid health care is too expensive. So I guess that's his moderate. But he he's, he wants to distance himself from both parties, which is not a bad idea. True can blame him. Going back to Kamala Harris's five words, can I give the, the five words that best define my life? Yes. Barbecue, brisket, and a pilsner. <laughs> that's pretty good. I should come up with the five words that define my life. <laughs> Let's all do it. Wouldn't that be fun? That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. I'm Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. What time can I get back to sleep? That's six words. <laughs> That defines my life. Most of it. From the moment I wake up. Um, so, yeah, I want to talk about those big political developments and the people that are running. We've got to play a little bit of Roger Stone explaining what it was like there getting arrested on Friday morning and whether or not that's appropriate. Uh, somebody has broken down the five different ways the Mueller report could come out that I found kind of interesting. There's really only five ways it could go. All right, then. Let's clarify our expectations. And did Nancy Pelosi pull off the big art of the deal win against the president? My five words would be, I remain unarrested for now. That's your five words. Right. Spent my life on the ragged edge, Jack. The the outlaw's life. That's the one for me. According to Roger Stone, the FBI even brought amphibious vehicles to the back of his house because his house backs up to a creek. Oh, my. (laughs) They thought he was going to swim for it. I think they thought they had El Chapo or something. (laughs) Uh, You are listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Five words that describe your life. One texture said, work, 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 death. Which is a... Uh, wow, good morning. Dark view on a Monday. Yikes. Hard to get out of bed. And as far as Howard Schultz on 60 Minutes last night, talking about he may run for president, former CEO of Starbucks as an independent. You find gentlemen constantly bitch about the massive deficit and how it's never mentioned. That's the first thing Howard Schultz talked about. That's true. That is true. He Thanks did, for making the point. He did bring up the deficit, which I appreciate. That was astounding. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was like somebody dropping an F-bomb on the TV. I, was, as I never hear it, so I was very surprised. But yeah, that's an excellent point. Thank you for making it. I, uh, I have clear in my mind, as clear as it's ever been, the situation in terms of immigration. Um, 
as a broad topic based on a number of different stories. And, you know, I'm not sure I'll get time to fully, to you know, rant about it, make my case, but... Rant away, I'll sit here and drink coffee. I, I will point out some of the aspects of it that will be the primary ingredients in my stew of clarity. The stew... Tonight, Joe's Stew of Clarity. Today's special, the Stew of Clarity. <laughs> and it's rare you have uh, clear stew. That's why it's such a special recipe. Give me, if you would, Does it have chunks Sean. of non sequiturs, or does it hold together pretty good? Oh, no, no, no. It's all organic ingredients. Mm. Do me a favor. Give me... Uh, uh, do we, uh, Okay, great. Uh, Tom Brokaw. Uh, out of date, has been... <laughs> Formerly closeted, way lefty journalist. Not gay. You didn't mean closeted. No, closeted lefty. Gotcha. Right, right. Um, anyway, what he said about our Hispanic brothers and sisters. I also happen to believe that the Hispanics should work harder at assimilation. That's one of the things I've been saying for a long time. You know, that they ought not to be just codified in their communities, but make sure that all of their kids are learning to speak English and that they feel comfortable in the communities and that's going to take outreach on both sides frankly and for that is that the whole thing oh those were the 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 horrifying racist words he spoke that he's now being forced to apologize for tearfully i don't suppose we have that apology handy i believe it was written i don't think i'm very very sorry Uh, to sound sorry underestimate how sorry i am Yes, see, uh, <laughs> go ahead, find Brokaw's apology and read it to us then. Uh, he has been excoriated on all sides for suggesting that immigrants assimilate in the country to which they have emigrated. Th- that, to call that a controversial statement would be news to Germany, Norway, France, Italy, Spain, Britain, Canada, every country on earth. The idea that what he said was objectionable is an entirely new notion and a strange globalist one at that. So what? what is the particular, I mean, has anybody uh, enunciated their complaint other than just calling it racist? Because I'd like to know what particular part bothers him. If he could have phrased it, it would have taken, it would have taken, you know, made it a little easier on himself if he'd have said, never say the Hispanics. Right, the blacks or the whatever. Sure. That doesn't help you any. Uh, Representative Joaquin Castro called the remarks ignorant, um, among other criticisms. What's ignorant about saying you need to assimilate faster? You can go to places in this country where everybody speaks Spanish almost exclusively. Yeah. Uh, Even though including in the state of California, it's the official state language. In theory, you have to speak English to be able to function. Here you go. Here's your answer. PBS NewsHour White, Hor- White House correspondent. Uh, he did it again? I did, did it, it again. again. White Horse correspondent. He can't stop saying that. White, what does that mean? White House correspondent. Needs, it means I need to slow down. Does it? Is or that speed what it means? Over. Yes. All or right. Settle down over there. P- PBS NewsHour <clears throat> prostitute. <clears throat> I'm sorry, guy. I keep stumbling over my words. <laughs> the, I'm going to say reporter. White House reporter Yamichi Alcinder, who also appeared on the panel with Tom Brokaw, responded by telling Brokaw that his sentiment was troubling. And I quote, I would just say that we also need to adjust what we think of as America. You, you're talking about assimilation. I grew up in Miami where people speak Spanish. 
but their kids speak English. And the idea that we think Americans can only speak English as if Spanish and other languages weren't wasn't always part of America is in some ways troubling. Well, that's some wishy-washy, mushy uh, talk. If you don't learn to speak English, you're in trouble in this country, except in certain parts of the co- this country, which now become separate. And we are heading 100 miles per hour toward a Quebec situation. You're never going to... Separate, separatist language, borders, language, and culture, as Dr. Savage has been saying for years, uh, define... A country, well, a nation. We've done such a bad job of assimilating people, mostly because it's happened too fast. Right. You can't have that many million people show up in a, you know certain areas that fast uh, and, and, and assimilate. We now have candidates for governor, for president, speaking that language. Right. That's well, not good. And that goes back to both parties being complicit in illegal immigration because they each were served in various different purposes by illegal immigration. So they couldn't openly call out the huge communities of illegals and say you have to assimilate because then they would have had to confess to their sins. But listen, and, and I knew I wouldn't even nearly get through this, but a couple more elements of this. You have the great border negotiation going on right now. And the Democrats are now saying, so they're sending some of their prominent members out to the uh, the press to say, oh, we're not against uh, physical barriers where they where they make sense. Uh, we just don't want Trump's wall. Well, they're saying that because they know if they are made to own open borders, it will hurt them a lot politically because controlling the borders and having coherent immigration policy is still incredibly important in the United States. Another element of this nobody's talking about, the census. They're gearing up for the 2020 census, and the courts are weighing in on that terrible, horrible, racist question. Are you a citizen of the United States? Or are you something different, a green card holder, a visa holder, whatever? No, you can't ask that because it's so terrifying, people won't answer it. And instead of saying, well, we need to have a program to educate people, that no, you can go ahead and answer it because nobody's going to do anything about it. We're just trying to count people. The fact that they're not doing that, that's not an accident. It's because they don't want it known. If we become aware of how many illegals we have, people are going to be shocked. Here's the, the plan. You don't ask that question, so you get everybody answering the question, the, the census, so you have as big a population as possible, so you get as many Congress people as possible. Meanwhile, you're shaming anybody who's for coherent immigration policy. You give all those people a path to citizenship, which might not even be necessary, and I'll tell you why. Because simultaneously, you're, you're working hard to pass policies and calling anybody a racist who's against them. That anybody who sneaks in, for instance, in Cal Unicornia, anybody in the state gets a driver's license. That's the law now. Illegals get driver's licenses. And if you get a driver's license, you're automatically registered to vote unless you affirmatively step forward and say, whoa, 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 I'm not a citizen. I can't vote. So you've got all those hundreds of thousands of people voting. Because nobody's going to say that, especially when the activists make clear nobody's going to check. Nobody cares. And then you have the vote harvesting laws where you go around and you collect the ballots for all of those people, including illegals who shouldn't be voting, who got ballots because they were automatically registered. And you bring those in, having filled them out yourself as political activists. That's the plan. 
You heard it here first. Am I wrong? Is there any flaw in that? Probably the plan. It's the plan. We got a number of textures who say Tom Brokaw said, uh, use the term brown baby. Was that in a different screed? or No. 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 I heard somebody use... He didn't use the term anchor baby, did he? I heard somebody use the term anchor baby last week or so that surprised me, but... Are all these all Russian trolls on the text line? Or I don't know. Old South Dakota racist. There will be... Actually, the Attorney General of Texas just came out with a report. Nearly 95,000 people identified by uh, Texas Department as non-citizens are registered to vote in Texas. Nearly 95,000. That is the plan. Absolutely clear. What we do about this, I'm not entirely sure. What, uh, the sentence, the census, be, be squarely against all of those policies I mentioned. The census information won't be out in time to have any effect on the 2020 election, will it? They'll no. be doing it during 2020. Right. So I believe technically he said the phrase brown grandbabies, but he said uh, when I push people a little harder, I, I hear when I push people a little harder, and then he said as a quote what people say to him. So similar to the AOC thing. He was saying what people are saying to him, and then, so technically, yes, he did say brown grandbaby. But, but was this in his supposed racist remarks or in his supposed apology that he threw in the brown grandbabies? I think this was in the original okay. assimilation uh, to see, TV segment. I'll have to see how that's worded. Later. It is racist to suggest that immigrants to a nation should assimilate. If that attitude catches on, we're doomed. If it catches on, we become a borderless, just ge- geographical region, it's a polyglot, a mess. Clearly caught on. All right, then. Great. Do we want a barista president? That and other stuff coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.